Hey everybody, welcome back to the in-between. We're uh, in episode seven, still still so. counting the episodes. <laughs> um, well, it, it helps that I, I actually make the thing for it before, I, so I know what episode it is, it's I episode seven. I thought I would lose it by now, but we uh, finished last week um, with, with a promotion for Daniel and for his friends. Mm-hmm. That was pretty good. But uh, I guess the the real question is: Did did Jesus come to a or did Jesus come? Did Nebuchadnezzar come to a saving faith in Jesus <laughs> at the end of that? <clears throat> I was curious about that. What you guys thought? Like, what you think happened for Nebuchadnezzar in that moment? Like, what do you what do you think happened with him? What changes did it make? What attitude did it change? Any any thoughts on? I mean, obviously, I did the plaque. Yeah, the plaque was a good. I think to help people understand. Yeah. That when he captured them, he didn't get to take all their idols. Um, instead, he takes some vessels and mm-hmm. some some cups, and he probably, again, he doesn't understand really why they worship this god. But he's not a god of military conquest. He's not not necessarily a god who's going to be super beneficial to him right. in any practical way. But it's some god that he's at least acknowledging now amongst all mm-hmm. the other gods. He just thinks probably is really inferior, and then all of a sudden now has this revelation of oh it's a god who reveals reveals things Mm -hmm. this is this is what he is and Mm -hmm. i can see him now putting that black up now hiring a couple priests to devote themselves to that so that he can have continued revelation for what it is Mm -hmm. but not standing in anything more than well now i know this god's at least one purpose right but it's anything that's not a needing revelation of a mystery well i'm not going to go to it i'm going to go to all these others and we're not to give anything away that's going to happen in several weeks. Not that anyone will remember it at that point. But when Nebuchadnezzar's grandson has a mystery, mm. Belshazzar's mom or grandmother, we're not sure, is going to tell him, hey, there is a God who reveals mysteries. You ought to go find Daniel because he knows him. And that's probably because the mom remembered this and remembered she knows what's on the plaque, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, there's a mystery that needs to be revealed well, you know who you go to for that. Dan- Daniel's God is who you go to for that stuff. So <clears throat> I do think that's, again, I know that's a simplistic understanding. It's like who do you, kids. I mean, who do you go for, where do you go for barbecue in Tyler? I mean, I know you go to Stanley's. Like, that yeah. I'm right. Yeah, it's high on my list too. I'm sorry. Is there another place? <laughs> is that what you're saying? There's not any other barbecue place, right? Well, I mean, it's a, it's a, I mean but it's facility them it's not it's not anything else yeah or for him it's not it's not that he thinks that this is the one restaurant to rule them all which i mean honestly we <laughs> talk about that there for a second no um he and and not even not even that he th- just thinks it's one of one of many and this one does this one this thing and just don't get too caught up in the fact that he says uh god of gods and that doesn't seem to, it sure doesn't seem to change anything. Yeah, yep. we. I mean, we know from history, we don't have any indication that Babylon became a Jewish nation at this point. Right. I mean, none of that happened. Far they continued it. to do exactly what they had always done. And, which we're going to start seeing this week, we, we don't see a changed Nebuchadnezzar when it comes to this. Right. Well, he gets a real few, excited about the later. idea of him being a gold head. That gives me an idea. <laughs> right, exactly. You know what we could do? And, um, and that may be this. This that's right. This whole golden image that Nebuchadnezzar puts together may be a 
straight up denial of what was revealed to him. Wait, mm. there's a there's a kingdom that comes after me? No. No, My there won't be. Right. Is gonna be the kingdom that lasts forever. So what does it need? How do I need to correct this erroneous thing? Well, I need a, an image head to toe. Of gold. gold. Right. Because there's not gonna be something that's gonna come after me that's in you know, right. inferior. Yep. It may be that this is a an inspiration for the inspiration for this golden image is a correction mm-hmm. of the way Nebuchadnezzar wants to be viewed in his kingdom. Yeah. That's a Yay narcissism. <clears throat> and he doesn't have I mean Nebuchadnezzar would not have a worldview, a philosophy, a way of understanding things that would pit God's like he's not cheating on one God to, to worship another one. No, not at all. I mean, all. so for him to have a bunch of gods is not strange to him. In fact, that was the norm. And so it's not strange to him to honor one God. He doesn't have in his brain like, oh, Marduk's going to be really mad. Like, no. I mean, there's just, there's all these divine right. kind of beings. That and and this, and some commentators even will point to that. We don't, we don't know what this image is. We don't right. know if it's just right. a, a pylon. We don't know if it's a man. We don't know if it's a animal, if it's an animal and a man, that was sometimes right. found at, even at the time. Um, but a lot of even conservative scholars thinks that this probably is some kind of form of Nebo, that he right. is actually still lifting up his own patron right. God. Yep. Absolutely. Okay, so, and we're going to see Nebuchadnezzar in, in this, this week, actually, this Sunday, we're going to hear about Nebuchadnezzar making a proclamation, essentially setting himself Above all gods. Mm-hmm. Um, and and he's going to do it going toe-to-toe with the three Hebrew children. So certainly he is in particular targeting their god. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's not a god that's going to rescue you from me. Is there? I mean, the phrase is, and who is the god who will deliver you out of my hands? Meaning there isn't one. Mm-hmm. At this point, there isn't a god who can deliver you from my hands. And, I mean, he's... So if he... You know, if he can, if he repented at some level at some point at the end of chapter two, it has not held, yeah, very strongly here ten to fifteen years later when he's when we have this event happen. I don't think there's <clears throat> any reason to think that he has, yeah, at all. But uh, he's just going on his merry way of being the king of kings. You know, that's even interesting. Um, because that that is, I mean, I, I don't know how you would delineate con- the concept of narcissism from someone like Nebuchadnezzar, who, I mean, he's going to be raised to think of himself the way we think is a disorder now. But, but it's not it's not strange for someone with that pattern of thinking to mean everything they say when they say it, but it has no impact on them. Fifteen minutes later, hmm. like to go, yeah, your God is. I mean, he is, he is the God of gods. He is, he is amazing. Look at that. He did this amazing thing for me, revealed this thing to me that made me look awesome and look good. This is, this is amazing. Like, I'm, I'm so proud of this. And then 30 minutes later, an hour later, 15 years later, is like, yeah, I don't, I mean, I still don't, I still don't see myself as subservient to this God. I'm still not submissive to this God. I'm still the one in charge. Yeah. Okay, so here's, I want us to talk a little bit about this, because I listened to a podcast this morning, um, it was the Reasonable Faith podcast, and they were talking about um, this debate that was going on between an atheist and a, and a believer about, one, 
the, the premise is false. Why are there so many more atheists among Generation Z than any generation before? And first of all, that's, that's actually an error. There's not more atheists. The percentage of atheists, I mean, there's more numerically because there's more of them, but the percentage of atheism has pretty much stayed the same. But there, is a, there are a lot more who are agnostic now, who have moved away from a belief in any real thing. And one of the things that the Christian said was, it's because we're not, we're not portraying Christianity correctly to young people. We're not portraying it as this is a take up your cross type of situation. Like mm. this could cost you everything. You have to forsake, as Jesus said in Luke, like you have to forsake everything to be my disciple. And so young people are, are not being, not understanding Christianity in those terms. And so it's just something they add to their kind of causes um, you know, like they're passionate about climate control or, you know, equal rights. They don't really do anything about that either. They think someone ought to do something, and they just lump Christianity into that. Like, well, yeah, there are people who do that, and someone ought to do something about that. You guys have experience with working with young people and college students and that kind of stuff too. Like, how are you guys, do you, do you see that, and how do, we, how do we correct that through this, some of these teachings we're doing here? Yeah, it seems like what these what these boys are getting charged by um, essentially is nonconformity. I mean, th- this would be again in this this mm-hmm. political slash worship experience that Nebuchadnezzar has called for, um, where now fealty is supposed to be communicated to him by their worship or acts. You know, from this huge list. I mean, this is an exhaustive list of the people who are summoned to come and to make representation and to do this. Yeah. And I mean, this would be representative of many nations, many languages. I mean, you, this is a large, large list. And this one tiny faction, these couple Jews yeah. don't, they don't conform. They look different. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, I mean, in, in situations like this, there's be no crime greater than nonconformity here. Um, mm-hmm. Yet that is exactly what God calls us to. Um, he has set them apart. This whole, the whole story we have of them so far in this book, is them not conforming in every way, just like everybody yeah. else. Yeah. And so it is. It is a weird, um, a, a mixture of a message, especially for a young person when conforming, so that you're not apart, left out, mm-hmm. separated. You know that that to say, yeah, you can conform in all the ways. And then just in ways that it, it looks like your faith is non-conforming, well, then minimize those or hide those, but only practice those. And then I think you lose some of the some of the tenets, I guess, that you would learn at an early age mm. of, of those experiences of what non-conformity really looks like, and then to see a God who provides in, yep. in that time and rewards that, that behavior. Mm-hmm. And I don't, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think that's, that's a... That's a temptation. That's a um, that's not a generational thing. I think that's that may be mm-hmm. an age thing, um, or or maybe more obvious in certain ages. Okay. Um, because I know that for myself, I, uh, um, I I in in high school, especially I, I could see it. I definitely. I mean, probably in middle school as well. Um, okay, definitely in middle school as well. Um, 
just in school, we'll just say in school, when I was in school, I was the, everybody knew that my father was a pastor. Okay. So I was, I was a Christian because my father's a pastor. You had no choice about it, right? I had no choice about it. And, and, you know, I told everybody that I was a Christian or if anybody asked, I would have said that I was a Christian. Um, but it didn't really change much. You know, I still worshiped the same gods that the rest of them did of mm. popularity and, um, you know, whatever else the, the passing fad was. And, and I think of a lot of people, uh, you know, there's, there's always that thing inside of me that looks back on those years. Um, and is just horrified, uh, that I was carrying, uh, the name of Jesus with me inside of that because it, it, everyone knew me as a lot of things that weren't any, didn't have anything mm. to do with Jesus. Um, and I think bore marks of, of other gods that I was serving, um, in that time. And that's exactly why, um, all of those laws uh, that were given to the Jews were put in place to set them apart so that they, there is no confusion between the one true God and all the other gods. And I don't know, like I, I said that about school. Um, I'm a 37 year old, took me a second, 37 year old, (laughs) Um, minister of the gospel in East Texas. And I think that there are still a lot of things in my life that aren't um, submitted well. And that's, you know, there I'm trying to repent of those things as when I can't or as fast as I can. But if this isn't just human nature, right. And it's, 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 it's hard to, um, it's hard to be separate. It's not, it's not easy to be, um, a nonconformist, a nonconformist. Yeah. And, and so many times we just don't even know the ways that we are until it's like, Oh shoot. Like, yeah, I sure did just, I thought you were going to cuss there just so you know, like, I, re- I thought you were just about to, just well, that's cause you know me well, I'm trying not <laughs> to do that in front of everybody that doesn't, but it is a good, it is a good point even too, of like these, these three, aren't the representation for us to see all Jews or all right. Right. Israelites are not worshiping the image. Now, you know, we'll get to a point where we have the conversation of whether yeah. Daniel's included. In Where's this list Daniel? Or not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not even just not that. Away you, yet. Yeah. We do know, we do know that there are Israelites in exile right now who are worshiping other ones. Moses yeah. predicted that back yep. in Deuteronomy right. 4. Right. He said that you, you will be controlled by another nation, and in that confirmation, you will serve gods of wood and stone and the work of human hands. Um, and so we know that there are Jews that are doing this. Yep. Um, and yet these three are not only being a nonconformist against other nation groups, right? but also even within their own system. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we don't see... It's it's interesting because even in this you get you get the whatever they are the Chaldeans going, hey some of those Jews aren't yeah. doing what you're supposed to but it's, it's not all the Jews aren't it is some of those some Jews of aren't well and we have evidence I mean before this like when when the nation of Israel is still in Israel there's still you know a sovereign nation of of, right. of them sort turning of, yeah. to uh, i mean that's that's 
Kings is rife with that. Right, right. Judges is, oh my word. Um, like that's, that's the story of, of Israel is them falling into serving other gods. Right. And playing the harlot um, um, inside of that. And, and then you put them in, in a situation where there, there is going to be any kind of pressure for that, like right. to, to not serve just God. And man, that's just a house, house of cards. Like that's, that's going to come down really quickly. And, you know, I look at that in, in our, in our nation where it, as you've said before, it has been so easy to be a Christian um, because we haven't, we haven't been called out for right. not serving more, uh, for not only serving God. Um, and now that, you know, the, the, the line between being a good American and being a good Christian don't meet up exactly. Right. Like how, how much more so is that, I mean, this is, this is so where we are right now. Right. Oh yeah. Like where it's just going to be more and more pressure to not, um, serve God alone, um, to, to not cut corners with that, to not, have a graven image in your closet as well as go to church on Sunday. Like, yeah, I, I think that's a, I, I think that's part of is, is it's easy. It's easy to forget to teach this part. Yeah. It's easy. To, I mean, we, we tell the stories of these great people, but I think, and so that's part of why we're ending this week before the resolution is because, I mean, there was, there was a moment when these three, young men, however they were here, probably maybe 30-ish by now, 25 to 30 by now. But, I mean, we okay, we know they get through this because we've right. heard the story. We've read it. We've seen the final graph. We've, read the, we've watched the Veggie Tales, we, whatever. Mm-hmm. They didn't. I mean, they, they didn't know that. They really were facing. Yeah. They were going to be thrown into a fiery furnace. Right, and that's why I love that prayer. Because it doesn't say that God's going to save us. Yeah. Like, yeah, throw us in. God's going to save us. It says, even if he doesn't. Yeah, we're not going to bow. We're not going to bow, which is <laughs> as as bold as Nebuchadnezzar is for saying, like, which, which God is going to save you from my hand for them to be able to say, there's only one God, and even if he doesn't save us, we're not disobeying him. Right. Like, yeah. The fact that they don't, well, in 16, it says their response to when confronted about this is, we have no need to answer you. <laughs> I no. love that. Yeah. We don't have to give you. A- we don't have any reason to have to answer right. you. And they put this, this hinges entirely on whatever God wants to do with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, we just know what we need to do. And so we did it. And that's all we're responsible for. We're not responsible for. Right. Any of the other outcomes that come from this. Like your uh, authority chain that you were talking about. Yeah, that's the, right. The we don't the highest authority. Sorry, Lieutenant, I don't need to answer you. The captain has already said this. Right. Like, it is it is a challenging height. one. And it and it but I do think it is one it was a good reminder to me to hear that podcast today and be reminded of that. You know, one of the things I've mentioned, I think, on stage, but uh, my kids, my kids watch the uh, good Mythical Morning materials that that Rhett and Link put out, and those two guys recently put out their spiritual deconstruction 
testimonies as former Campus Crusade members, but it just struck me that the, the flippancy of even guys who were on crew saying, if I don't, if literally saying, I don't want to believe in the resurrection. And I mean, why should I believe in something if I don't want to believe in it? And, and just, just the level of going, I, I don't know what they're, obviously only they and God know what they really believed and what the, where they really were and, and where they really are. Only, probably only God knows that. But, but there is a part of me that goes, I mean, that, that's, that's such a cheap attitude about it. To me, that feels either lazy or cheap or weak or something to go, well, I don't want to. Instead of going, yeah, so these guys probably don't want to. I mean, I'm assuming yeah. Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael don't want to go toe-to-toe with Nebuchadnezzar. They don't, they would probably, they really want to bow. Like, let's just bow and not mess, like everybody else is doing. It's like on the uh, the kingdom when the um, card, or bishop or cardinal or what, whoever it is says uh, convert to Islam now, oh, yeah, repent yeah. later. The king of heaven. Like, oh, yeah. my gosh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like we'll repent. Yeah, convert to Islam now and, and repent later. Like, But that's... You missed uh, it. Yeah. There's something being missed there. And I do think, I think we need to be able to tell all these, we need to make sure we are communicating to people. This this really could cost you everything. Yeah, right and now. That that really is what's going on. Like not, you, not then, right now. Yeah, it right now. Cost you everything. Not just then, now. Yep. And so that is a part of Christianity. Um, I had a preacher years ago say, like, we're, if you if you take up your cross, where are you going? Yeah. Like, hint, it's not a picnic. You're going to a crucifixion, and if you're carrying a cross, it's yours. So yeah, I just again, I th- I think that there's going to be a lot of people who hear that, who listen to that, and are like, yeah, but it doesn't. I mean, you know, like we're still, it's still not costing me anything, and that's like that. That's the kind of Christianity, um, Christianity. Sorry, that a world that says like what they know us for is telling them that they need to take up their cross, that they need to n- deny themselves of this thing. Meanwhile, I'm going to do whatever the heck I want. <clears throat> You know, and and so I th- I think the 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 like quick turn in that is to to help people understand like no, it means that that Jesus really is serious. He's like deadly serious about um stop looking at women lustfully. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like he's no first first serious. Don't yeah, really don't do don't that. do that anymore. Don't uh, don't. Uh, take vengeance into your own hands. Mm-hmm. Don't, no, love love your enemies and pray for them. Don't stop holding on to grudges. No, for for real, stop yeah, for real, gossiping. Yep. Like you, stop doing that. And these things that are so like, you know, these sins that we wink at are are actual sins, and they're not like it. It for you to not do something that feels like it's. Uh, part of who you are because the Bible says that it is sinful and you need to stop doing it. That's taking up your cross, right? That's dying to yourself. And, and we need to take it that seriously Yep. in our own lives. Um, first. Yeah. And that reminds me of conversation, Chris, you know, we've had many, many times with groups of young men about that. What are you willing? What is the price you're willing to accept the cost of your yeah, integrity. Right, right. Um, 
and you know, in here, in these moments, like obviously these three have, there isn't a price uh, that they're, they're, their whole there's life. There's no limit, right? Yeah, there's no limit to what they're going to be able to give up to, to sell out in this. And there is something about when, and even in our own lives, when it's those big things, mm-hmm. you know, when it's that right. huge price, you know, we, we kind of want to make that stance, but that's not when we sell our integrities. We no. sell our integrity mm-hmm. is the, the small things. And it's when it doesn't cost very much, or we don't think it's actually asking on that. And when you build, or a nobody whole, saw me do it. Yeah. When yeah. you build a whole worldview or life or, or, for lack of a better term, religious perspective based on, well, I can sell it on the little stuff and that's okay, but it's only waiting around for the big things. Well, right. then, yeah. Then it's, then surely it's faulty. That's right. And that's not the command. That's not the command that these boys had. They would have, you know, clearly memorized here, hero Israel, the Lord is our God. The Lord is one love the Lord with all your heart. Yep. And I think they would have had all your soul, all your strength. That's what these are. These three are applying as they're applying the, the all and repeating it to themselves the entire way to the furnace. Right. Like that's. Yeah. The fact that the fact that this worked out in the way that it's going to, again, spoiler alert, it's going to work out the way it does that. I always feel like that steals from like we rush to that part of the story, which is part of why this week I want to stop without that part of the story and realize Let's let's not move away from the discomfort, the the, the death sentence, the that, death sentence that they're under, and it's a <clears> death <throat> sentence for them. It ends up being a death sentence for the people that are carrying out their death <laughs> yeah, sentence. Exactly. I mean, this is that's a serious death sentence. If yeah. you're not just killing yourself, you're killing the people who are killing. Who are you. doing the killing? Yeah. Like that's that's intense. Yeah. Yep. I I think I think there's a lesson there, and I think it's a good reminder for us as we are disciple makers to remind people that there are going to be there's going to be things that God requires of us or calls us to yeah that could cost us small things yeah could cost us big things could cost us everything and that's part of what it means to be his disciple I think I think it's more certain than that he he said if you're going to follow me you're going to take up your cross there yeah. there Jesus has called you, and it is costing you something. If it doesn't feel like it's costing you something, it's time to reevaluate mm. how you're following Jesus. Mm. Because I, I don't know how else to put it. Like mm-hmm. you, you're not Jesus. Like you're not perfect. He was perfect, and he chose the cross. Like yeah. he didn't. He didn't have to do any of that to to know. Uh, a sinless life you who have a sinless life who are you know born into an addiction to sin you for sure it is going to cost you it's going to feel like it's ripping out your insides at some point and if it's not then you know you that 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 may be something you need to pray about yep yeah is that too strong it's I think it's I think it's a question. I mean, because like you said, he does say we're taking up our cross. We have to forsake everything. Yeah. He he may not demand it. Again, these three boys aren't going to burn to death, but but they were willing to burn to death, and they might have burned to death. Certainly, other people did. Yeah. And and so how it turns out isn't our 
that's not supposed to be our main decision-making tree. Yeah. It is what has God called us to. That's our decision-making. And how that works out, how the, what the consequences of that, not really our problem. And, right. and I, I think what happens is if we don't raise up believers to have that attitude, then when, when, it, when somebody comes along and says, hey, for you to have that view makes you a bigot, and I go, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be a bigot. I don't want you to think I'm a bigot. Um, if you have that view means you're closed-minded or narrow-minded, well, I don't want people to think I'm narrow-minded, so I need, to, I need to change what I believe the Bible says in my head so that I don't have to be thought of as narrow-minded. Well, that's not my prerogative. That's not how you come at that. But obviously, it's a much bigger conversation, but I feel like there is a general foundation that is easy for us to forget because, honestly, just because I think a lot of times Jesus, following Jesus works out so well. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's so much great wisdom that if you do it well, just like for the Jewish people, following God typically did work out well for them. But there are times when, when you get when it gets demanded of you something to to pay to cost you everything, and we have to be prepared to to pay that too. Yeah, and I definitely think one of the things that we see in the response of Nebuchadnezzar is is similar. You know, back in our study of John 15, when Jesus says, if the world hates you, keep in mind it hated me first. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. Mm-hmm. This is why the world hates you. Mm-hmm. And it's in the same, we're seeing the same thing playing out in Daniel 3, where the nonconformity of these three boys elicits outright rage and fury. Yeah, that's right. Nebuchadnezzar. Yep. I mean, like his, the fact that his response is so strong also highlights the fact that their choice was so strong, yep. so founded. That's a great point. That's good. What are we looking at on time? It's already 30 minutes. There you go. But the, yeah, we just, <laughs> wow. There's, there's there's just a lot there, and it's, it's, it's something that um, I guess we're hoping that you can um, sit in and pray in, read through Daniel again, um, Try to hear what the what God is saying to you inside of this, and um, we'll see you on Sunday. That sounds awesome.